Welcome to Study, Grow, Know, where we discuss theology, prophecy, and current political issues from a conservative biblical perspective. Here's your host, Dr. Fred DeRuvo. Hi, thank you for joining me. This is Dr. Fred, and you're listening to another episode of Study, Grow, Know. This one is called Ignoring the Obvious. Well, let's start when we talk about uh, disappearing medical journals. Now, like many doctors, Dr. Scott Jensen has come under fire for daring to speak out against the official medical narrative related to COVID. Now, at first, he went along with at least part of the accepted narrative related to COVID, and he eventually woke up, admitted he'd been wrong, then did an about-face on his own industry's accepted narrative. And for that, the medical elite have come down on him but he continues to fight against that tyranny. Now, I've got a short video linked in the transcript that he published regarding the problem of the disappearing articles that medical journals uh, appear to be having on the internet. Why are these articles simply being removed? Well, you wanna check out the short minute, uh, it's only, it's under five minute video. And the powers that be refuse to let up and it seems clear that they will likely push for another lockdown due to another pandemic that they're gonna call probably. Will you comply? Will you submit to the power elite's objective to gain full control over you, your words, what you eat, where you can go, what you combine, even what you might think if possible? Unfortunately, too many seem to be geared to be ready to do just that. The division in society is nearly complete and thoroughly entrenched, unfortunately. If there is another lockdown, most people who fell for it last time will fall for it again because fear is a great motivator. No one wants to die. No one wants to become sickened by an illness that can potentially kill. So 90% of the population apparently ran out and got at least one COVID jab. Over 70% or so got both the two jabs and fewer getting the booster, but still some are getting it. Some folks are getting, I mean, I, I've read of people who are just getting their sixth booster. Now, on top of this, too many people still wear masks in spite of the data from numerous studies that proves masks are not only not effective, but harmful to the wearer. And again, I have links for these things in the transcript. Well, moving along, not sure if folks have seen the latest from James O'Keefe and his OMG company, but it's a doozy, yet it's not really surprising to many of us who already knew that BlackRock is one of the richest corporations in the world, owns a ton of things, including Pfizer, and exercises tremendous control. The name of their game is to make as much money as possible and to become as rich as possible in order to use that wealth to leverage people, especially politicians and heads of corporations. Now, the revelations in the video from uh, James O'Keefe are eye-opening, but one thing stands out for me. In the undercover video, the recruiter from BlackRock, who doesn't know he's being filmed and who has since deleted his LinkedIn account, by the way, says, the fix is in. Well, what does that mean? Well, it tells me something really important. It tells me that BlackRock has enough wealth and power to buy politicians, own a ton of corporations to help the CEOs of those corporations do their bidding and ultimately do what they can to destroy 
democracy, or in the USA's case, a constitutional republic. All this in order to help gain control of the world. Now, that sounds like something out of a science fiction movie, but it is real life. This wealth and power that they have allows them to create their own laws, completely bypassing the federal and even state governments of the USA where needed. And of course, they consistently show that they and their agents are essentially above the law. We'll get into that in a minute. The video also informs us exactly how arrogant the ultra-rich are, like CEO of BlackRock Larry Fink. Here's another take on BlackRock that makes for interesting reading, and that's also linked to the transcript, a good article. The goal appears to be nothing short of world domination, which will result in an enslaved humanity with no freedom to speak or even think what we want. China's social credit score system will be ushered in throughout the world, effectively silencing anyone who wants to eat. You want to eat? You go along with the program. Moreover, war, as noted in the video, is great for business. It's just great, according to the recruiter. We, we knew that, and as I've stated previously, Trump's unpardonable sin was that he is not a neocon. He doesn't want the USA in any more wars. Now, Ron DeSantis appears to be a neocon. He has a military background. So the power elite may allow him to win the GOP race for the White House. Notice, though, how many people who seemed to support Trump now stand fully against him. That means they're neocons who would opt for war and the war machine because war is money. Now, another thing that the recruiter in the undercover video says, it's, it doesn't matter who's president. What matters is who controls the president through financial means. But we look at this and we go, well, Trump, on the other hand, aside from DeSantis, would have brought peace to Ukraine and Russia, but peace doesn't pay the bills, doesn't make people wealthy. War does that. And who cares, by the way, if people die during war? Two birds with one stone, right? Making more money and reducing the population of the planet. It is a good way to go for power elite. That's what they want. Now, I've said it before, but it seems these Power elite people cannot be content with just being exceedingly wealthy. They must reach for the final frontier and gain full control of everything on the planet, including everyone. There's nothing beyond that for them, absolutely nothing, and achieving total dominance proves to them that they're gods. This is clearly a satanic mindset because it is exactly what Satan envisioned in his five I will statements in Isaiah 14. So to people like Fink, Schwab, Gates, and a host of others, wealth is good. Not for simply enjoying it and maybe even doing something good with it, but for granting them power to control us. The more wealth, the greater the desire for and ability to control people and nations. Now, I imagine it must be pretty hard to be in the position where you can go anywhere and I said hard, but it is hard for us to imagine. But it'd be pretty heady to be in that position where you can go anywhere you want, hobnob with leaders of nations, essentially be above the law, and help create policies and laws that the world must obey. Certainly not the elite, though. And essentially do the things that make you believe you are a god. How is that not satanic? 
Well, folks, unless the Lord intervenes, it clearly means that the world will be thoroughly overcome with evil and bring global society to the door of the coming tribulation. I have no idea when that's going to happen. We'll know when we get there. I like what John Phillips said, commentator, Christian commentator. He said, prophecy is best understood after it happens. Then we can go, oh, that's what that meant. And I think there's definitely truth to that. We can give in to the fear of what lies ahead, or we can simply see it for what it is. Warning signs that inform us and do what we can to mitigate the effect of what is coming. Huge corporations are currently downsizing by closing stores, laying off employees, and taking other cost-cutting measures to save a dollar here and there. Now, if this continues or even speeds up, it will create, at the very least, a trickle-down series of downturns and, at worst, possibly an avalanche of downturns that won't let up, which will leave no one untouched by the fallout. Charles Hughes Smith goes into some detail regarding this problem, including what we may see in the near-to-far future, and it's not pretty in his article titled The Coming Crisis of Cities, Reinvention or Bankruptcy? And again, that's linked in the transcript. So in, in a way, it seems like much of the world is ignoring the obvious. The corruption continues unabated without justice. I've got an audio recording linked in the transcript of a phone call from 2018 with uh, Hunter Biden talking with Walmart CEO Greg Penner which technically involves what really is described as a soft coup to take Donald Trump down. They were trying to do everything they could to stop him. And speaking of Hunter Biden, you've no doubt heard that he pleaded guilty to several non-felony crimes and got less than a slap on the wrist with absolutely no jail time, but merely probation. It simply proves again how corrupt the system is. If you're a solid leftist and your dad's president, you can skate. Unfortunately for Trump, he's not a leftist, so he can't skate, so does not fall under their protective cover. That and the fact that he is not a neocon, as previously noted, puts him at odds with most in D.C., even GOP people. So even though Hunter had possession of a gun, while being a drug user, no felony was charged against him. Of course, if you're not Hunter and you did the same thing, there would be a felony. Hunter was also an influence peddler, apparently to other countries. Readers should be aware that the opening link, if you choose to open that link down there in the uh, transcript, if you choose to open it, you should be aware of the fact that there is some information in there and pictures that will basically or could offend people. So be aware of that. But what he did was... Even it wasn't even considered to be treasonous or at least seditious. It should have been treated like that, according to the law. Instead, nothing was done. Probation? Well, in the meantime, Trump has been arrested, handcuffed, perp walked, and indicted for having classified documents in his possession. So did Mike Pence. So did Joe Biden when he was vice president. So did Hillary Clinton when she was secretary of state. Only the president has authority to have classified documents. So Trump had authority to have them. No one else did. But for doing that, the DOJ wants to imprison him for hundreds of years. And already the judge in the case is working against Trump's lawyers. And he has placed 
or she, I forget who it is, has placed a gag order on Trump. Yet if you go to Twitter, you'll consistently read many who agree with what is happening to Trump and also agree that what happened to Hunter was quote-unquote fair. Tucker Carlson has something to say about it, and I love the way he pokes the left in their collective eyes. Moreover, um, Durham, the prosecutor, John Durham, who did that big, gosh, year-long investigation, was testifying before Congress today, and what he has to say doesn't look good for the deep state and the corrupt agencies, but we'll see what happens. Oh, and by the way, this, this article that I, I've got another link it's called, Are You Ready for a Real Recession? Ask the question most seem to avoid. Are you? And it's also by Charles Hughes Smith. There's a way out, at least for individuals who see the problem and redirect themselves. And the same author provides the information in a book he wrote, Self-Reliance in the 21st Century. Globalization will collapse eventually. What will you do when it does? Now, all of this is made possible by an increase in Satan's direct involvement in the lives of people easily manipulated to do evil things for their own selfish plans. And it's funny. I was reading through Psalms 96 through 102 this morning, and repeatedly there is mention of the Lord's return to this world to bring judgment and justice. Well, it's not difficult to see why both are needed in today's world. And that was then, by the way. Those psalms were written hundreds and few thousand years ago. But here we are today, and those who love the Lord also should love his appearing. We long for the time when this world will be released from the stronghold Satan has on it and all of his corruptive and evil influences. Now, in the meantime, wouldn't it be something, though, if we Christians spent as much time desiring to grow in our fear of offending the Lord as much as we spend time trying to figure out what every sign and bit of information means for the future? Teach me your way, O Lord. I will walk in your truth. Unite my heart to fear your name. Scripture verses like the one I just read, Psalm 8611, should be the most important aspect of our Christian lives. Instead, we are Often, and I'm guilty of it myself, too focused on things we cannot change and don't need to know, really. It is enough to know that if we have salvation, we will spend eternity with Christ. It is enough to know what the Bible teaches about end times. It doesn't appear to me that Jesus, Paul, or others spent all their energies on end times events. Yes, they educated others. They did discuss. They preached about it. They wrote about it. But that's not all they did. They mentioned it and in some cases provided details of those events, but in the, event, in the end, their goal was to help Christians live better lives, lives that brought glory to God. And may we do the same. I want to thank you for joining me today. And until we meet again, I pray that God will open your eyes to show you how blessed you are in him. You've been listening to Study, Grow, Know with Dr. Fred DeRuvo. Please join us each week for new broadcasts that deal with theology, prophecy, and political issues from a biblical, conservative perspective. 